Hello everyone, my name is Rochelle Innocent and I'm the founder and CEO of Project Purpose. Welcome to our channel. Our community is focused on fostering the intellectual and character development in children. We do this through our parent-child workshops that are focused on four themes, autonomy, self-efficacy, compassion, and self-concept, in order to cultivate grit, perseverance, and resilience in each child. And we are so thrilled to be offering one of the first of its kind, digital, virtual, and continuous learning environments enabling parents and children to connect from all around the world. At Project Purpose, our overarching mandate is to renew and rebuild family, community, and relationships. Our social media platforms provide us with an opportunity to have discussions and to create space for all topics that relate to family, community, and relationships with ourselves as well as with others, with a primary focus on mental health and education. More precisely, the ways that the institutions of mental health and education play a role and have played a role in our societies at large. These discussions and debates provide us with an opportunity to think critically about what needs to change within these structures for us to live up to our bold slogan, support, protect, and empower each child through youth-focused development, better known as leadership in juvenescence. We recognize that in valuing our children's leadership potential, this also translates as recreating and co-creating environments, both socially and politically, that will enable our children to thrive. For those of you who are particularly keen on the topic, we also write thought pieces every other Sunday and we actually just released a thought piece this past Sunday, so be sure to meander over to the website and check out our online content. Now, if it is the case that you are looking for a listening alternative, well, we're available on 12 different podcast platforms for your listening leisure and we've provided you with access to the links in the description down below. Now, as is the convention, be sure to subscribe, hit that post notification bell so that you are aware of every time we post and of course if you like these conversations and you want to keep them going like comment and share this segment let's get into it hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome back to another segment here on project purpose for those of you who are new we cover topics that relate to mental health mental wellness and education on a week-by-week -week basis and today we're talking about mental wellness and on the subject of mental wellness we're talking about the do's and don'ts on managing through a smear campaign targeting you so this is going to be part two of our series on how to manage your sense of wellness in the face of a smear campaign Campaign. All of us who are doing well, who are attracting or garnishing attention are going to be subject to a smear campaign by someone who is envious, who is jealous, or feel threatened by your presence in a specific space. And that's important to remember that a lot of the times when you are the subject of these character assaults, it is because you're doing something right. And unfortunately, when you're doing something right, when you're a mover and a shaker, you attract haters as well as appreciators. So that's one thing to keep in mind. It's a bit of a silver lining in a fairly gray cloud because no one likes to have their character assaulted. No one likes to see people kind of petitioning and building platforms on who you are and who you aren't, largely uninformed or misinformed opinions that are actually swaying people from one position to another. So we talk a little bit about, you know, the middle 80. So it only takes 20% to sway 80% in one direction or another. And that essentially is what takes place with 
with the smear campaign. So in our first video, we really talked about the framework of the smear campaign. We talk about guidelines by way of how they show up, what areas they typically target, and I tiered them. So my personal opinion, by the way, of the tiers is a fairly unsophisticated, low bar smear campaign targets your social status, so targets your income, the family you come from, and the neighborhoods you live in. So that's fairly unsophisticated, but also tells you who becomes repelled by you based on whatever this smear campaign is involved in. And what it's saying are the people you don't wanna have around you because it's fairly superficial and shallow to want to connect to someone or to want to disengage with someone because of you know their current income, because of their family, status or because of like the neighborhood they live in like that for me is low bearing fruit for you to get a sense as to who in your life is the value at and who is not now the middle tier campaign is a little bit more stinging by way of the attacks so there's a little bit more inner work that we need to do to really distinguish who we are from the labels that we often present ourselves as being and these are attacks on our mental health on our physical health on our spiritual health our spiritual emotional well-being as well on our sexual orientation so a lot of us if not all of us if we attract different people a lot of the times when people are dealing with rejection wounds abandonment wounds or if they feel threatened or if they feel inferior to you they're gonna try to really smear and put a negative spin on your mental, emotional, and physical well-being, your sense of like mental health. And if you are someone who is very tied to your mental health label or to your emotional well-being label, or you know, you really define yourself through that lens, then these are gonna be very, very hard. They're gonna shake you to your core because no one wants the external to see them differently from how they see themselves. But I think it challenges you to see yourself beyond the label. So see yourself beyond a mental health label, beyond a spiritual sort of community label beyond uh, an emotional well-being physical label and oftentimes this also involves attacking your sexual orientation so building conversations around your sexual orientation and I understand that right now as we start to really unearth the complexity that is sexuality we are also starting to recognize what is open to discussion for like an open forum and what is not I've always recognized that there are so many opinions that have shaped my own view you as to who am I and how I show up as a sexual being right and a lot of that has to do with like my gender and has to do with way that I attract people and the kind of attention that I attract and just being cognizant and being mindful that my sexuality is very rarely informed by me. A lot of the time society wants to inform my sexuality based on how I show up, how I present, and the level of attraction that other people have of me. But I've reclaimed that. My sexuality is mine to own, it's mine to speak to, and it's mine to close a conversation on. And I don't think any aspect of my sexuality is open for general discussion. That is my opinion, which also means that when I hear you know, different whisperings about my sexuality external to me, I don't care. I don't care, for the most part, it's largely untrue. But by way of correcting it, I learned that my sexuality is nobody's business, it's for no one to comment on. And I honestly have learned not to take offense, not to feel torn down, ripped down by people who try to smear campaign me 
by targeting my sexuality. Now the toughest, which is what I feel is the top tier smear campaign target, is when they try to attack you intellectually. So attack your competency, the way that you show up in different spaces. They try to really diminish or completely silence your voice. And that's what I consider like the top tier attack because typically this is multi-pronged. It's not going to be successful by just one person unless that person is highly influential. But we would hope that highly influential people are mature enough or have enough priorities or enough of their own life that they wouldn't feel inclined to target you to rip you down. But hey, we're not living in a perfect world. World. So there are people who should be considered as influential, who should be considered as leaders, who really do feel easily threatened and will try to do a smear campaign, a character assassination by attacking your competency. And I just want you to recognize that all of these, whether it's your income, your family, the neighborhood you live in, whether it's your mental, emotional, spiritual health, or your sexual orientation, whether it's your competency, all of these areas are self-informed and externally sort of spoken to. And it teaches us when we are in the heart of a smear campaign, the way we survive those smear campaigns is to learn to deprioritize, to devalue the external voice in informing our sense of self, in informing our sense of self-worth, and informing who we are. If we put a lot of weight on external validation when everyone has great things to say, you are going to be rudely awakened when people's opinions shift and recognize that people's opinions can shift in a heartbeat. And the heart of the lesson, if you are ever in the storm of any of these smear campaigns, is to value people's opinions less. Take what people say about you with a grain of salt and it doesn't matter what area that you're in, like there could be value in the things that they're saying, but if they're talking about who you are as a person, you are the one to drive those conversations. Do not allow anyone to drive those conversations about you without being informed by you first. And if they feel inclined to take a position on your character and also assassinate or assault your character in the process, that shows you who they are and the depth of their own character moving forward. But anyway, that was a bit of a synopsis. That was me giving you a bit of a preamble of our preliminary discussion which you can find I'll add the link here and that's really just the framework the foundation the intent and also remember those who smear fear anyone who feels inclined to rally up troops and to build a campaign against you fears you they see you as a threat even if you don't see yourself as a threat even if you know you only have good intentions it doesn't matter one thing I've learned in life is we don't get to choose who sees us as a threat and we also often don't know why they see us as a threat but typically this comes out in time and with time you also will get a sense as to where you're supposed to go or how you're going to realign yourself by ways of the environments you're in the people you allow access to as a result of these campaigns i have found that you know as a byproduct of smear campaigns a lot of the times by the end of it the social networks that i have shift and change violently and they change violently because i've learned that the purpose of a campaign is to show me who is truly for me and who is not the purpose of a campaign shows me who is there with you know hidden motives with opportunistic intentions and who is not because the people who are truly for you will withstand the storm of the smear campaign with you and their voice will support you through those campaigns so for me i do especially in the face of a smear campaign consider silence to be violence so either you're perpetuating those smears by repeating them to other people which makes you a bandwagoner in my opinion or your silence is complicit so your silence is reinforcing the truth of this smear campaign so when the dust settles and the truth comes out and we all recognize hey like she was at the center of a smear campaign like none of these things were true if you played into it at any point in time recognize that the next chapter 
chapter of my life that unfolds post smear campaign will not involve any of the bandwagoners. I forgive you. I let go of the energy and the pain and the hurt that, you know, your complicit silence or that your voice caused. But I no longer want you as part of my inner network moving forward because I now see you. And I think that we lose sight of the fact that sometimes when things are wrapped, when we're going through a, a character assassination or, or, or we're being assaulted in various spaces where we're not in a position to defend ourselves, it's giving us an opportunity to have clarity on seeing people for who they actually are in relation to you and hearing people for what they actually feel in relation to you. And no matter how painful that is, no matter how much salt in the wound that kind of packs in, it is always for your benefit and you realign your energy accordingly. So all of that to say, I'm going to give you some do's and don'ts in the face of a smear campaign in this video. So the first point that I wanna make is do negate and deny what you know is not true. So a lot of the times people say, you know, be a silent mountain, like be silent and strong in the face of a smear campaign. And I'm going to say, no, I do believe that you need to use your voice to speak up against what is being said, but also be concise. So a simple, denial is suffice like i will say no that's not true and i'm not going to give any more energy to the topic i'm not going to justify myself i'm not going to prove that it's not true i'm just going to say it's not true and that needs to be enough for you and if it's not enough for you well i am at peace with how our dynamic shifts and changes as a result of it i'm not going to spend energy justifying something that is fiction me saying no if that is not enough then i mean both of us can make our choices as a byproduct of that but i'm not going to get into a push and pull by trying to justify something that is is not real and i think sometimes when it comes to constructs whether they're character constructs of who we are or whether they're societal constructs the error that we do is addressing the construct directly treat it for the insignificance that it presents right so there are certain things that the only way you refute them is by just denying their truth and then moving on it is when we try to justify something that is socially or fictionally constructed that we start to breathe life into it and we start to give it form that it doesn't actually have so denial is suffice. I'm not going to say nothing. If you tell me something to my face, like you're incompetent, I'm going to say no, I'm not. But I'm not going to justify how I am competent or why you should see me as competent. If you don't see it, that is your truth. If you do, that's great. At the end of the day, if I'm in a position to speak the truth on my own character, I absolutely will. I will always stay true to myself. I will always align my words with my actions and how I see myself, but I'm not giving any attention or justification to the negative, toxic garbage that sometimes can get spewed by people who are actively involved in a smear campaign for their own reasons. So that brings me to my next do. And my next do is do continue to show up putting your best foot forward. And I think sometimes when we hear these smear campaigns, we can let them get inside of us. We can internalize some of that messaging. We can let it really erode at our sense of confidence, erode in our sense of self-esteem and our sense of self-efficacy. It can make us feel like maybe we aren't as able as we think we are. And the worst thing you can do is allow yourself to build a narrative, a fictional narrative built by someone who is threatened by you, who is envious of you, who is resentful of you and who you are and who they are not, to allow that negative garbage to to root itself in your spirit. I believe very fundamentally that other people's opinions of me are absolutely none of my business. And I know who I am more than other people think they know about who I am. So the external voice with every smear campaign 
just carries less and less weight and less and less value other than showing me who people are and giving me an opportunity to see and hear people accurately. Because without this smear campaign, a lot of people are great at pretending and there's no way to really get a sense as to how genuine and authentic those relationships are. The smear campaign will show you that. So don't let any of that negative whatever get into your spirit. You know you better than other people know you. Move forward in truth and clarity. And again, align your energy accordingly. Any bandwagoners need not apply in the next chapter for whoever jumped quickly on that narrative, whoever felt it was, you know, something worth chatting about. Any Anyone who decided that your value to them was different as a byproduct of the rumors being spread, anyone who created distance from you, who supported the campaign by isolating you, anyone who didn't actively defend you does not need to be part of your new normal moving forward. And then also it gives you a sense as to the quality of communities that you want in the next chapter, right? Take it as a mental note to have people who are stronger, who have themselves, you know, more depth of character and who are not easily swayed. And I don't think that these people are easy to find, they're rare, but you're rare. So definitely limit people's access to you. If having access to you just allows them to continually fuel this negative garbage and this negative rhetoric, you don't need to have any part in. All to say, do exercise forgiveness and grace. I am someone where my actions are not an indication of bitterness or resentment or me holding a grudge. My actions are me showing you how much I value myself in relation to you. And I think that with the smear campaign, once I get a sense as to who people really are in relation to me, how people really feel as it relates to me, you know, my reputation starts to get shaken by external voices. If that means that they remove themselves or they distance themselves, I forgive you for doing that. Like I forgive you for isolating me or for speaking ill about me or, or for contributing in your silence by allowing me to be further victimized. I mean, there's so many actions and inactions that perpetuate hurt and harm during these smear campaigns that can leave someone feeling very isolated, very alone, which can be very detrimental on top of already the harm being subjected by the smear campaign. But I do forgive these people, right? And I forgive them, I give them grace because all of us are learning and growing through the things we do and also through the things we fail to do. But that doesn't mean you have access to me. So I think it's important for me to just kind of put out there in the ether that anyone who has contributed, who has supported, who has enabled others to to harm or to continually perpetuate a narrative that is fundamentally not true. I appreciate the role you played in giving me clarity on who gets to show up with me in the next chapter of my life, but also giving me closure in that I'm comfortable with it not being you. <laughs> essentially is what I'm saying. I'm comfortable with it not being you, though I forgive you. I appreciate the role you played because I think that clarity is the silver lining in any dark cloud and any smear campaign that takes place. But the role you play dictates to what extent, you know, our friendship, our relationship is gonna continue moving forward. And if you played any role, again, with your voice or with your silence, I am at peace with us disengaging, right? So I don't need an apology. I don't need any words spoken. I don't need any justification. Like I've forgiven you. It is for me done. The chapter is, is over. I carry no ill will, but I also carry no intentions of further engaging with anyone who played any role in actively supporting someone trying to destroy my character. And I've learned that in this life, reputation is something beyond our ability to defend. It is something that we can protect to some extent with the way that we 
show up in different spaces and with the friendships that we choose to keep as well, having people aligned to us who are comfortable standing strong in front of the face of adversity and in the face of, of people who are really doing the most that they can to leverage their power, abuse their power, to tear someone down because of their own abandonment or rejection wounds or because of their own jealousy, insecurity, their sense of resentment for who they are not rather than focusing on who they are and the qualities that they have. If these people target you and they are able to rally people behind them, the people that are capable of being rallied are not the people you want in your corner. So all of that to say, those are my do's and don'ts, the top three do and don'ts by way of how you navigate an environment that is really becoming a little bit chaotic as a result of these smear campaigns. But always, always at the end of the day, always show up for yourself with integrity. I believe that the worst thing that you can do is lower yourself to the level of the people smearing you by trying to smear them back. Don't step out of your character to address someone who is struggling with accepting themselves and projecting that insecurity onto you. Stay true to yourself, stay aligned to your sense of integrity so that once that storm and the dust settles, you don't carry any blame on the things that took place. You didn't allow those words to take root within your spirit. You stayed true and aligned to yourself and people will figure out in the aftermath the truth. And they always do. And I've been through enough smear campaigns to recognize that the truth always comes out. Anyone who acts out of spite, out of resentment, out of envy, out of jealousy, out of their own sense of inadequacy, if they can't channel that and if they can't manage that and they instead project it on you and they cause you to suffer unnessarily or without justification if they, if they cause you harm there are natural laws that will create a balance in that like i don't need to respond i don't need to defend myself necessarily i know that if i let the situation play out its course, the truth comes out. And maybe when the truth comes out, I'm not in that same setting or environment, but I can be at peace with leaving that setting and environment, knowing that I stay aligned to me. And as a result of that, the terrain, the environment, the communities shifted and changed around me, but I'm not gonna change in response to someone's negative rhetoric. I'm not going to allow myself to step out of my character. I'm gonna rise above it and I'm gonna rise above it and I'm gonna see who rises with me and if people rise with me and defend me, if I'm not like the only voice out there saying this isn't true and sort of trying to stay true to myself in a situation that's really jarring and I'm not going to discount how jarring and tra traumatizing this mirror campaign can be because seeing so many people's true colors, like for this, sometimes it can be like an entire community of people that you thought would be lifelong people. And one smear campaign can show you that that absolutely is a false, false expectation. And that can be in and of itself jarring because it changes the dynamics of so many relationships all at once. So me talking about this objectively doesn't shift and change the depth of disruption that it has created in the past. But I think now I've understood the cycle and the purpose of a smear campaign. I understand that if I believe that I am exactly where I'm supposed to be in every phase and stage of my life, that I am exactly where I'm supposed to be in the face of a smear campaign. And it's showing me who in that setting I should align to and who I should stay clear from. And it's showing you the same. So there you have it, part two of my guideline on do's and don'ts on dealing with a smear campaign to protect your overall sense of wellness. And if you had feedback to give by way of how you have survived a smear campaign, staying true to you, what things you're proud of and the way that you showed up for yourself in the face of a smear campaign, then definitely be sure to comment down below. Now before letting you go, I would be remiss if I didn't let you know that we will be going live at least twice a month, every month for the foreseeable future on our Facebook page. So definitely be sure to tune in 
in. Now these events are paid events, so if you do see yourself participating in our community on an ongoing basis, then I do suggest that you take a look at our package plans. Yes, so we do offer package plans over and above our live events, as well as webinars and workshops that give you an opportunity to focus on self-mastery over and above those live events. So definitely be sure to check those out. Now if you are concerned about pricing, please don't be. We have offered a different payment solution that gives you the opportunity to make payments in four installments over a period of six weeks rendering all our programming more accessible to you. Now, all of that to say, we're on the road to 1K, so if you haven't yet, please follow us. Follow us across all of our social media platforms. Be part of our Game Changer community and be the change you want to see. I look forward to chatting with all of you very soon. We'll talk to you later.